You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 4-1 Game Zone. Cooperative Multiplayer, the official 4-1 Game Zone podcast. And yes, we are a day later than we have been, but there's plenty of stuff to talk about on this one. I am joined by Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And that's the extent of our panel today, as Daniel, I think, had to work, and I think the day did not work out for Mr. Mr. Roberts, so... Just the two of us today, but that's okay. So, what have you been playing, Mark? Um, I played a little Singularity, uh, and I played a little of Tower of Guns for PS4, which is kind of fine, but it crashed my PS4 a few times. <laughs> what did you like or not like about it? It's fine. It's a little hard. At, like, right at the end, it gets kind of challenging. And some like, it's not... Like all the bots or all the enemies just do is rush you, which is kind of lame, I think. Except for like the turrets, obviously. But I played it for a little bit. It took me a while to figure out that it was a uh, the the levels were Random. randomly generated. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I think I'm making progress, and then nope, <laughs> different level. Okay. <laughs> Much. Uh, weirder thing than I was thinking, but I, I can see the point of it. It's kind of cool because you don't have that in a lot of in any FPSs, really, so it's interesting. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, some more Project Cars. I need to do a review of that soon. Any Anything else to note about the game? Or that you've... Online is really weird. I can't like get into a match online for some reason. I'm just not sure if I'm not, like, if it's just booting me or what, but it's kind of strange. <laughs> is that game, like, really meant for online, like Drive Club, or...? It can, like, there's actually a, a good, like, amount of, like, community events and stuff, but... I mean, it has, like, an online racing league, too, I think, so... Needs something to do with it. <laughs> Alright, well, um, for me, I've kind of uh, been, uh, I got beta keys to Heroes of the Storm, so I checked that out finally. I like it well enough. I know I, if I probably played Dota or, or League of Legends, I would die very quickly. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's fun. It kind of feels like your characters don't matter as much because you know you're gaining levels in every time you play and it's not necessarily like whatever level your character is at you know, whatever progress you're really making with your character necessarily doesn't feel like it matters that much but I guess that's also what they're trying to do where they want to make it feel like you can kind of drop in and drop out whenever and more casual people can play, so... 
I guess that's sort of the drawback with that. Of course, liking all the characters uh, helps. I like that they're doing the free-to-play rotation with them. But, and then they give you, you know, and some of the characters aren't that expensive to buy. You could probably play a couple games and unlock some of the weaker characters or whatever. Obviously, some of the better ones are going to be more expensive. So, if you played a MOBA, it'll probably be really easy for you. So, that's, that's one of those things. It's probably more for people like me who don't play MOBAs all the time. Uh, also, I'm playing a lot of Hearthstone since I finally got on this. Let me try to beat Curse of Araxmas, so or next Ramus, so I can get into the Black Rock Mountain DLC. Yeah. <laughs> kind of feel like I don't want to start the Black Rock Mountain one, and I haven't even gotten the cards from the previous adventure thing. So it's fun. It's just one of those where because I don't have a ton of you know the better cards, I find myself having to go and find decks, find basic decks to try to beat the bosses with, and it's still hard. I had to. I think to beat my accident, which is like the first boss on the first uh, plague or whatever, uh, it took me a bunch of tries to, to finally beat her. But it's satisfying once you do. And they kind of they give you like one card every time you beat one of them. So plus there's more when you do it in heroic. So there's points to go back and play. And I think that's that's like all I've played because I had to do. Lots of stuff around the house and watch a bunch of soccer and all that kind of stuff. Plus, my schedule got changed to where I'm closing again for like the first time in what seems like months, which is weird. But you tried to get Pillars of Eternity working? Yeah, I tried forever to get Pillars of Eternity working. Mark tried to help. Uh, and just my computer is, uh, it's got some kind of issue. I'm getting that IRLQ less or not less error which means something is not something's corrupted uh that's hurting the game or whatever which i don't want to sit there and try to find you know forever try to find out what it is <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to take it as a loss i guess maybe if i get i don't know i'm gonna see maybe if i can try to get it running on my mom's computer but i don't know that i want to be stuck in my mom's room for the hours it takes to play that game yeah <laughs> so you said you were chuckling about this Assassin's Creed uh, announcement. Now they announced the release date is October 23rd for a Assassin's Creed Syndicate. There's no multiplayer, and it features two characters. Uh, t one of them is male, one of them is female. They're twins, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're brother and sister. Hopefully, there's but no the rum. Hopefully, there's no romance between them. Uh, yeah, well, we can. <laughs> We can hope that that's not the case. So, the, the interesting thing to note is considering all the crap that have go, has gone on with all the, you know, the characters, uh, you know, female and male characters and there not being enough female characters or female characters, you know, not being empowered or whatever. You have, the, basically, it's not Ubisoft saying this, it's a report that's saying that the male character is going to take up the story missions and 75% of the game and then the female character is basically going to be like this swap in swap out character you can use when you're basically like exploring London but not in the story does that really make sense to you like why even have two different characters if you can't 
either use them at will or had them equally be represented in the game. Well, it's kind of kind of like what they're doing with The Witcher Three at this point, because that has two characters, and you can't play the main game with the female character. I don't think. Right, but like Geralt, that's a, that's the franchise that's been established, and Geralt is the main character, and you know I think that would kind of make you know people who have most of the people that are coming to Witcher Three are people that have played Witcher before, so you're wanting to end Geralt's story, whereas Assassin's Creed, they all don't really have to, other, aside from the stuff from 2, they all don't have to do with each other. They're just different games with the same name. It wouldn't really matter in the same sense. Yeah. I mean, which, I, I mean it's, it's too early enough to really, I haven't seen a lot of outrage about it because it hasn't been you know, this basically just got announced, you know, a couple of days ago. But I mean, I mean, like, what if you're going to even why even have two characters in the first place? Then it's just kind of silly. It seems like, like you think that you would make her be an important part of the story. Then, yeah, unless they try to. Uh, it, I guess it depends on like if she's actually integrated into the story or not, or if it's just like a female skin, like. I could see some of the justification if she's, like, integrated into the story, because if that was the case, they'd need to do the reverse. Like, they need to integrate him in the same way if you're playing as her. Kind of like what they did with, like, I think it was Persona 3 Portable. Or, like, how different like different characters might interact with a female character differently than a male one. Yeah. I, I just think that you know, it, it's almost kind of like uh, we're just giving somebody the... Well, here, if you really want to be the female character, it's not going to affect the story, but you can do it if you want. You know, it's, it, I, I just think that that's kind of... Considering all the stuff that's happened, it's not really... It's almost like they're wanting to generate controversy on purpose. Just, I guess let's see what comes of it, but... What was making you laugh or, you know, chuckle about it the most? Was it that? Was it the thing about the characters or? No, it was kind of hearing the accent or like some of the voice work because, you know, that game is just going to be, it's, it's taking place in London, but you know, that game is just going to have a bunch of like French accents like running around. <laughs> yeah, because that makes total sense, you know. Let's just have, we're, we're in London, but we're going to have a bunch of French people. That's just. That's what happened in Unity. <laughs> <sighs> You think it's Ubisoft just being lazy and going, oh, we have all these French people here, let's just use them, or... No, I think it, I think it's more, maybe some nationalistic pride, like, the French are better, but, yeah, they're probably just lazy, or they're probably just gonna pull, like, a quantic dream and just hire everyone in Toronto to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough, I guess. I think uh, the biggest uh, news, aside from, I guess, if we wanted, you know, the people in the United Arab Emirates getting uh, Witcher 3 early and deciding to post spoilers all around the internet, which made uh, CD Projekt Red have to go down and close off forums and take down videos, and Twitch even had to come out and tell people that it's not supposed to be shown until next week. But it does at least have one million pre-orders. Yeah, I got a pre-order. <laughs> does it, like, 
I mean, is it should it be concerning that there's already stuff about the game? Is it gonna? I, I mean, I don't know that there's gonna be anything in it that's gonna make me go, okay, well, I don't want this now. In fact, if anything, seeing more of it will make people want it, right? Yeah, that's kind of one thing, but also like the game wasn't pirated. Like it leaked, but that was some store out there just selling copies when they got it in. Like. There's a, I think there's a difference, and there has been a difference before, before with, like, I think Halo and certain Call of Duties where the game leaked, like, a few days before, a week before a release date, and they were just, like, fine. Like, oh, well. Yeah, I just, uh... If, if it got pirated or, like, leaked from, like, some torrent site, that'd be, that'd be a different matter, but if these people actually have legitimate copies... I mean, let it let them go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you're also dumb if you're you're gonna go post stuff about a game that's not supposed to be out yet. You know it's not supposed to be out yet. Like, why are you doing this? Other than to get like attention, but it's just like, you know, it's like when we get review codes. There's a reason why we have embargoes. They don't want us to show things, and then you're pretty much probably not gonna get a game again if you do it. So it's just. I know they bought it. I know they have a right to do whatever they want with it, but then it's also, you know the street date is a certain date. You know you got it early. It's kind of silly, and you're hurting hurting the public at large that want to just experience this game. So I can understand not just the, the company, but the people that are complaining about it because it's, that's really annoying. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the biggest news probably comes in Nintendo had themselves a hell of a week. Um, they not only had a lot to say about Splatoon, which we'll get to, but Nintendo announced their first annual profit in years. Uh, which, considering with all the stuff going on about Wii U and it's, you know, and now with the NX being announced and people worried about, you know, Wii U's going to get thrown to the wayside and all this stuff, aside from them apparently not making their Wii U sales estimate and they I think barely miss on the new Nintendo 3DS estimate too the games and all that stuff has helped them make the profit and it's it's good news for Nintendo they uh, you know they, they've sort of it's been like Amiibo has been their big thing that's been making them money and then everything else has kind of been simmering and you wondered if they're going to be able to make it and then they announced this, so it's it's good stuff for Nintendo, right? Plus you got, what is it, I think uh, Pokemon Omega Ruby and Sapphire made almost 10 million by now. Uh, I think uh, Smash Brothers keeps making money for them on 3DS, and Zelda's made like 2 million already, so good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, they have profitable franchises, it's just a matter of getting like the consoles out to people that would want the... <laughs> Right, and well, and then also just maybe making that console a little bit cheaper, considering you still need old controllers, you know. I was, or or trying to like get people or get other developers to develop for it besides Nintendo. <laughs> That's sort of a lost cause at this point, though. I mean, like even the new games that come out where they could bring them down to make them for the Wii U, they don't. 
you know, because they feel like it's a waste of their time for all the effort they're going to put in. The Wii U still is not selling. Yeah. What, what the others are, so. Well, I didn't mean port work. I meant like legitimately new games. <laughs> well, you'd think like some of these Japanese developers would want to help Nintendo out, right? You know, just like uh, maybe not Konami, but like Capcom or some of these other ones. You know, at least make like a. Not Xenoblade be the only uh, make a special RPG. Grab uh, NIS America or something or Atlas and be like, can you make a special RPG for us? Like, make Monster Hunter Four for uh, the Wii U. <laughs> yeah, that's you. You could. I don't understand why they didn't do Monster Hunter like where it's cross by and cross save or whatever. Make it for both of them. Because that they... would made the most sense to me. Because they will, because they can sell two copies of that game to a Monster Hunter fan. <laughs> you make too much sense. That, that was their same argument, or that's their same reasoning behind like Smash Brothers Wii U. It's like, well, we could make this cross buy, or people just can buy two copies. <laughs> I think for that though, it's a little bit different. Whereas at least there are certain things that are different in each game and for the Wii U it's a system seller so they had to and it's a way to get 3DS sales so I mean I think with Monster Hunter though it's not this huge seller at least in America and having it cross by cross save could really help out with uh, you know getting friends to buy it and other kinds of things that maybe only have one system and don't have the other yeah they also uh told us that they're not going well I mean not that you know we figured they would they pretty much clearly told us when they made this announcement that they are not talking about NX at E3 this year um, they reiterated that I was surprised that they're not talking about any of the mobile stuff though they said they're not talking about that um, they're also talking about apparently not region locking the NX might be good <laughs> which Okay, if you want to import stuff, that's cool, you know. Uh, especially for Nintendo, that might be a thing that people want to really explore. But you've made all this big hubbub about this DNA deal. You announced that you want to make five mobile games between now and the end of March 2017. You know, you... You explain the membership service which is being dealt with by DNA that involves all of your uh, one ID across all the platforms which thank you Nintendo for finally getting 2015 but why not talk about your what's pretty much your big like attention getter at this point is getting those casual people into the mobile game space they might not just have the games done at all or have anything to show about them or they might just want to show them later when like, those pull like a surprise announcement, like, hey, if they're on the iTunes store, go at them. <laughs> yeah. I would think they would at least have one that's going to release soon or something. You know, I, I think that when they're announcing, I mean, it is five mobile games for two years. Like, they, they are saying that they want to support these things long term or whatever, but do you think that that's like a way to go? Or, I mean, obviously they don't need to flood the market with mobile games like a lot of these places do, but 
could we see that become something now where if Nintendo makes it work we see a lot more people decide okay well we're going to have to go the longer route with some of these games where we support it I, I guess on it, and on. I guess that would be nice but also the, the flip side of that is like to probably be a lot more expensive than like a typical mobile game like I could see one of these things running like 10 bucks probably which is pretty costly for mobile games. <laughs> That's the thing, you know, because not every Nintendo person might transfer over to wanting to play Nintendo games on their phone. So you're asking people that maybe have no idea other than maybe say Mario or something like that. And and you're going to go, okay, well, here's all these games for free that are pretty much probably what these games are going to be. Or you could pay ten bucks to just play as Mario or Link or whatever. I mean, do you see that Nintendo might have to backtrack on the price some once these come out? No, because people buy those Final Fantasy games for mobile for fifteen or twenty bucks. So there's already a market for that type of stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, and like XCOM and Bioshock is surprisingly on. Yeah. Phones and. and pe- Nintendo's probably, or like Mario's probably like a bigger name than Final Fantasy or Bioshock, so. <laughs> yeah, true. Plus, Mario is more built to those casual games that people already play on their phones anyway. Yeah. I, I think they might get some backlash from people, but I think it's going to be that backlash that you get where people go, oh, I hate this, but they still buy it. You know, t- typical internet. Uh, fandom here um probably the biggest surprise is something i think i've heard a lot of people joke about i think we might have joked about it nintendo is gonna make as partnering with universal to have nintendo themed attractions at the universal theme parks you know i, uh, I didn't even know universal was still around <laughs> yeah they have the universal studios down here in orlando and uh, the Islands of Adventure or whatever it is that has like Marvel and all these kind of superheroes and all that kind of stuff um, you know I thought maybe Disney and Nintendo would partner with each other um, but this kind of makes more sense in that you know Nintendo probably wouldn't have to answer to whatever Disney's doing or whatnot. but okay let's think for a second what rides could they possibly do with these characters I mean probably some like Kid Icarus like flying ride or something or like bungee jump or something they have to do something with Mario obviously I mean they'll always be like roller coasters I mean let's be real yeah I mean I could easily see like a Mario Kart like uh, go- kart racing thing this go-kart track yeah you could um Remember that uh, teacup thing from Super Mario World with Bowser? Yeah. They'll just have that as a teacup ride. <laughs> <laughs> they could have, like, a, okay, there's this ride. It was not really a ride. It's a so, sort of like one with uh, in Magic Kingdom that I remember that it's, like, about aliens or something. They could do something like that with Metroid where you're put under this uh, mask and you're supposed to be Samus and you have these various uh, Metroid uh, enemies coming at you and it makes it seem like they're going to 
you know, tear you apart, but it's only in your, in, in virtual reality or something. Uh, I could see Zelda having one of those, like, uh, like the Spider-Man ride at Universal, where it's, you're watching, sort of this ride is going along, and you're watching something about Link, or in his story, or whatnot. Uh, I, I mean, I love to hear what their ideas are going to be. It's it's kind of interesting. It kind of makes me want to go to Universal just to see what, what it's all going to be about, because I haven't been there in many years, so... They need to bring back the Back to the Future ride. <laughs> yeah. But props for Nintendo for one. Do you think this is like going to grow their brand? Is there? Hell no. No, but it'll just be like another revenue stream. Because it'll just have like a bunch of Mario's walking around a park, or like Princess Peach, like get a princess or get a picture with the princess and stuff like that. Yeah. It'll just be like that type, that type of stuff, or like like a big Mario kiosk, or like. Buy your Yoshi doll here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll get to have like Nintendo merchandise and stuff, which which helps and all that. But uh, you know, I, I hate discussing these things about Sega because you would think that at some point thing, things would get good for them. But they also announced an earnings call, and they said they were not happy. I mean. Obviously, don't be happy with the 600,000 sales of Sonic Boom Rise of the Lyric or whatever, but uh, Alien Isolation made 2.1 million, and they said they're disappointed, considering they had to come back from that crap that was Aliens Colonial Marines. No, see, that's that's the, the wrong attitude. They should be happy that it sold 2.1 million. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that was my thought, too, was that... Exactly, because it can't, had to come back from Colonial Marines. Like, they should go, like, Isolation was such a good game that people overcame Colonial Marines to, to go buy it. <laughs> I mean, exactly, and they, and they still they supported it afterwards and everything. I just think that... What did they expect it to sell? It's not like there was this uh, big movie to go along with it there was it was just an alien game that came out and, and it's coming off bad press it just that doesn't make sense to me at all but I'm kind of surprised that Sonic game sold that much <laughs> I think that's both games together I think it was it's not yeah it, but still <laughs> yeah agreed considering how bad that <laughs> that Wii U game was I guess that cartoon does okay for them, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, the cartoon, I mean, I watched their cartoons back, I think, like the Sonic X cartoon back in the day. I mean, they're not bad, just, you know, it can't be any worse than the Kirby cartoon. And they're also going to start removing their mobile games that are not up to snuff, basically. So they all of them? should have done that a long time ago. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's just my thought. Why have games that are not obviously made for these new phones and that are not any good? Honestly, uh, Koji uh, Igarashi, the one of the guys that's pretty much been—I think he was like, if not the creator, one of the very important people around Castlevania. Yeah. He he left uh, Konami uh, not too long ago. And he made, he introduced his first game, um, 
Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is pretty much, you know, sort of like a Castlevania sort of game. Uh, it's already hit $1 million in 10 hours. Hit its Kickstarter goal and went over. Are you interested in this at all? Yeah, I backed it for 60 like the physical edition. I'm, uh, yeah, I want more of his, or more Metroidvanias in general, so I'll back it. And that, I mean, that's cool, right, that they decided to come out with a physical, because they could have easily went the digital route like a lot of people are, are doing to save money. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to sell it in stores, so that's kind of why I opted for it, kind of like that Retro City Rampage, like, physical edition, like, there's like 10 of them out there in the world or something. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. What, they only made ten of them, really? No, they made like I want to say like a thousand, and but it's such a rare game. Like it sells for like a hundred, like hundreds of dollars on eBay now. Right. The game is coming out to PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, so, you know, everybody that might be interested in this—that's you know, Metroidvania fan or Castlevania fan or whatever—it will come to. You know, next-gen systems, too, so, you know, you can check it out, and hopefully it does well. Uh, speaking of uh, things that, well, I guess they hope could be doing better, Activision had an earnings call, too. They announced they made $1.28 billion. Uh, that's no surprise, considering Destiny has, like, 20 million players and Hearthstone has 30 million but they had a few interesting notes on the fact that World of Warcraft lost 3 million subscribers in one quarter. Or right around there, like 2.9 million. It's their fastest ever drop in subscribers in one quarter. Uh, do you, I mean, obviously, you know, this is before they introduced the WoW token and all that kind of stuff. Do you think there's something to worry about here? Or is it just, you know, the typical drop after everybody got excited about what was a Draenor, or...? It's it's partially both. Like, I know, well, I mean, whenever an expansion comes out, everyone goes back to WoW for the month to burn through all the new content. And that's about it. But also, like, for most, like, just casual players, there's not enough in WoW to keep people interested anymore. Like, it's just still all the time about the raid, or about joining a guild and, like, doing, like, nightly runs of, like, the same raid or something. So it gets just boring after a while. Right, and I've also heard apparently the garrison isn't the cool thing that a lot of people thought it was going to be. Yeah. So that's there that's not really... I mean, do you think it was... Uh, I mean, I I heard a lot of people tell, saying that Willow's Reno was, like, the best expansion in a while... And I would it know. Seems like it still didn't hold. They didn't send it to us for review, so fuck them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would have played. I would have. I, I reviewed the last one, so I would have played it. But well, Blizzard wanted to, you know, get your subscription or whatever. I I bought the thing, and then I just realized that even if I bought a level ninety character, well, I have a level ninety character that I never used. Uh, I just was like, well. I don't know that I'm going to find people to be able to do the raids with and all that kind of stuff, so I got hyped for something and never really got to actually do much with it, but that's one of those things that happens. I I think this is kind of going to be the new normal, 
you know, around 7 million, 6.5, something like that, which, let's be honest, you know, Final Fantasy wishes they had that much right now. You know, they, I they mean, have, like, I think every right now? I think every MMO wishes they had that much right now. The older public wishes they had that still. Oh, yeah, but this is, like, paid people that are paying to still play this game after all these years, so. Yeah. I mean, it's been out for, like, over a decade now, so... I mean, that's still a healthy number. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, uh, Activision is hoping that Destiny's out for a decade, just like, wow. And they introduced, uh, so, finally introduced some of the information for the Prisoners, uh, Prisoners of Elder uh, Horde mode, basically, that that's going to be. They said that the lower level one, which is like level 28 or something, is not match made, but the, the last three, which the final ones at level 35 is match made um I, I don't know it's it's really weird because you know you think that I don't understand because what I was thinking of is that a lot more of these modes need to be match made for Destiny uh but then there's a lot of apparently a lot of Destiny players that are upset that it is because uh you can't beat these with uh randoms you know it's not. It's not things that are built to, to beat with randoms. And how, how do you feel about that? Because I always felt it was hard. Like I don't want to go to a forum or I don't want to go to some other little website to try to find people. It should be really easy to find people and play in this game and not have to add everyone that is around you. Yeah, it was probably there's probably some decision that they made early on, but they didn't envision like if it would be big or like. I don't know what their de- like what their reasoning was because people want to play with their friends. <laughs> it's always how it goes, especially in, like a raid. They want to play, yeah. play with people who are actually going to be like on top of their game or like know what to do at least or something that. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's what I've heard is that apparently the people that are complaining about the game is if you're social and you have friends, it's really fun. It's worth going through. If you're trying to solo everything, which you know can't do when you get to the raids uh that's that's an issue and speaking of the raids they i don't know that activision really you know should have said this but activision came out and said that they're working on raids yet they could not make a raid for the house of wolves expansion because they even though supposedly prince of elder was supposed to be a raid but it was an arena thing so they just changed it to a horde mode instead do you think that i mean that was really smart considering that that's what these what it's not whatever this is a hybrid MMO uh, is are predicated on running these same things over and over yeah like I think an arena mode can or just like the horde mode can add a little more like longevity but more I talk about Destiny I just keep thinking about Hellgate London (laughs) (laughs) What uh, what makes you draw the comparison? Because that was supposed to be like a open, like a uh, like a first-person MMO. Like they even sold a lifetime subscription to it. Wow. Which was crazy. It was like I think hundred dollars or hundred fifty dollars, and it didn't last a year. <laughs> <laughs> and like they had content, like content uh, creation problems and. The stuff never came out on time, or it was just like very, very like lackluster. 
Yeah. I mean, is it good or bad? I mean, considering how often it's or how less often it seems like WoW comes out with stuff compared to it seems like we're hearing about some kind of new this and new that thing for Destiny constantly. Is it getting to the point where they're sort of piecemealing what they really could just make into another whole game out constantly or... Well, they can't pump out a new game too quickly because it'll like just burn the existing fan base. But even then, like the, all these expansions seem to be doing the same thing because they're promising more content than they're really delivering on. Yeah. You know. I'm sure. Des- I'm sure they're working at Destiny. Uh, they're hard working at Destiny Two somewhere. <laughs> oh, and they've already promised. Apparently, there's supposed to be this large content that's supposed to appeal to both casual. You know, they got people that may have never gotten into Destiny and then hardcore Destiny players. So hopefully it's not a Destiny 2, even though there's apparently a large contingent that's just hoping there's a Destiny 2 that completely changes whatever they did in Destiny 1. They didn't like it, but eh, considering that it doesn't really even have a story, so. Yeah. It's not like you want that in a game. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, you know, people complain about WoW, but at least WoW has, like, all these books, and it has other games that came before the MMO that you can play and get a lot of the story. No, WoW WoW has a story for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, it has other things around it, you know, that when these new ones come out, uh, you can go back, and that's what what was with Draenor, is you go back to... different time in, in uh, you know the wild lore or whatever whereas Destiny it's like these Grimoire cards are not lore people they're just or like looking on, looking on like a website <laughs> yeah <laughs> that doesn't make sense <laughs> but whatever Activision you're just trying to pump out money speaking of pumping out money well, which to be fair it's it could just be a sleight of hand by Kotick it may not be where he really means this but somebody apparently decided to ask him if the new Guitar Hero controller would work going forward. Like they weren't going to plan on changing the controller, controller or making another one or whatever. And Kotec comes out with the line of, yes, this new Guitar Hero controller is going to work with future games in the series. Why are you making more games in this series? Have you learned nothing from what killed this genre already? I really hope he means, like, expansions and extra DLC and whatnot and not... I mean, you you seriously cannot, like, be thinking... When Harmonix immediately comes out and says, this is a platform that we're going to have for seven years, and Activision is still doing the same old thing, does that worry you at all, or...? It'll only worry me when they announce a Guitar Hero and Nickelback version. Oh God, please just if oh I hope we're just completely done with single only Guitar Hero and rock band games. I mean, the only ones that I will accept, I think, is if Led Zeppelin decides we're the only way we're making a game is if it's whatever Led Zeppelin, then that's fine. But the Lincoln Park game. <laughs> oh Lord. They pretty much had that in Rock Band already. I don't know. That yeah. would be <laughs> kind of bad. That'll be just be the rest of Lincoln Park songs. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like a, what that Pearl Jam game was supposed to be. Like, 
All the Pearl Joint games that weren't in the Rock Band game. Here you go. <laughs> uh, I took a survey for this, and I meant to mention it last time, and I forgot. Um, because I kind of like a lot of Gung-Ho's RPGs, but Gung-Ho had a survey announced, you know, asking people to vote for if there were any of their old RPGs that you would like to be seen remade for PC. So, you know, they had Grandia and Grandia 2 and uh, uh, Sylphid and the Lunar games or whatever, and apparently Grandia 2 won. So a Grandia 2 remaster is going to be com coming to Steam with uh, mouse and keyboard support along with the uh, gamepad support and it's going to have steam achievements if you care about those so i'd be happy yeah. with i'd be happy with a lunar game personally but whatever <laughs> i don't know why you don't just make a grandia collection but that's me uh i kind of voted for grandia one myself but you know grandia two is a standalone game it was uh, fine, and Grandia 3 was fine. Just hopefully, this means if Grandia 2 sells well, we'll get more of these. Well, Grandia 2 was already on the win on Windows. That was the thing. I don't think Grandia 1 was. At least uh, I'm not okay. sure. That makes sense. Like, so the I mean, they'll obviously like make it better, but unless they want to like run in like a piece like a PS1 emulator. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, Grandia One wasn't, and I don't think Grandia Three. Yeah, that was that was PS Two. So, Grandia Two was the only one that actually came to Windows back in the day. <laughs> they had a reason for that. And I can't remember why exactly. They just, it, but it still came out on PS Two, and, and then they had what was it, Grandia Extreme or something? Yeah. That was, that was like just a spinoff, or was it a? just like another version of the game or something? I can't remember what that was. Side story. That's side story, okay. Uh, so, I mean, we talked about the mods thing last week with Rockstar, and apparently Rockstar come out and said that they completely support modding. They just didn't, exactly what you said, that they didn't want people being able to gain an advantage in the online mode, and that whatever mods were taken off in the single player by accident by the update were not meant to. Uh, they, in fact, even said that they loved the fact that there was a zombie invasion mod and the GTA map mod and GTA 4, so... There you go. I guess people who thought Rockstar just hated modding. There's your answer. Yeah, that flooding mod looked pretty funny. <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, that's cool, though. Like, you know, because there's a lot of people that... Uh, for the most part, I mean, I think you really... It's... Not like GTA was going to be able to stop them from doing it anyway. I guess yeah. I will embrace it. Uh, speaking of something else we talked about last week, you know, the Batgirl Arkham Knight thing. Uh, spoilers. Barbara Gordon is apparently going to be the Batgirl in this one. So. Which means uh, makes it seem like the Killing Joke arc of the comics is going to be what they're using. Uh, so... That's cool. I, I was hoping it was going to be her and not... Uh, why am I blanking on the other... Cassandra Kane? Yeah, I was hoping it was going to be her, so... That's cool, especially because that's the one we're seeing in the, the Gotham show, so... More power to them. You have any preference on that one, or... 
No, it doesn't really matter. Like as long as, long as it's not Stephanie Brown. <laughs> yes. So Lego Dimensions revealed that we are thank yay we're getting Doctor Who Lego, which means now I have to think about whether I want to buy Doctor Who Lego Dimensions figures or not. But uh, they're also gonna uh, a, a an instruction booklet for the game revealed that there's gonna be Portal Two, Doctor Who, The Simpsons, Jurassic World, and Scooby Doo uh, added to Lego. Are you uh, any of that draw your attention as? Well, I like a lot of those properties, but I don't think they've even shown any of the gameplay yet. <laughs> so that's yeah, kind of that's, 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 that's the thing, you know. <laughs> that's kind of worrying. Like, uh, like I just don't want like Minecraft with Lego parts. Like, I want an actual damn game. Is that what you're worried about? It is. Kind of. Like, it's just going to be like build your own world, or it's just going to be like the toy box from like Infinity, and that's fine as like a side thing. But I want like the crafted story or like a Doctor Who adventure, you know? Yeah, exactly. You'd think that with the way that they've made their games before, it would have to include some kind of adventure. It's not going to be, you know, the, the amount, the massive thing that all those games are, you know, each individually, but I think you have to find a way to differentiate yourself. And again, I kept saying that Disney should have tried to do, do the best of both worlds with Skylanders, and they didn't. Now Lego has that opportunity. Are they going to do that? You know? And they should. Because if you're just going to copy one or the other, you're not going to be better than what's already out there. I want there to be like a quest or like a storyline where like the Doctor meets Doc Brown and just goes, put a crappy time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they both uh, travel through time. And like, why didn't I think of this? <laughs> well, and I want like a lot of the voice actors to be in that game. Like, I don't want sound alikes. That's my big thing about that game. <laughs> yeah, but would they really spend the money for that though? No, because probably just trying to do this on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you get K nine, you know, so <clears throat> can't go. Ever- everyone's that. favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> I know that seems like what it is like you know just they they keep trotting out K9 and it's like you know how many people that watch this now have no idea who K9 is it's it's like just because it's a mechanical dog does not mean that people are instantly going to care about it or anything uh I mentioned that uh, you know there was a lot to talk about with Splatoon and Nintendo went out of their way to announce a lot of like extra content for Splatoon. Um, you know, the Amiibo, the Splatoon Amiibo are going to have their own little Famicom NES uh, retro games. If you beat all 20 of the Amiibo challenges, um, they're going to have uh, extra gear that's going to come, uh, free DLC that includes maps and extra modes, and uh, they're going to have a post-launch event called Splatfest. It's not going to be a regular every week thing, but it's like a 24-hour multiplayer event where uh, you're going to divide two teams competing for prizes, and you're just going to battle it out, and um, it'll have like a ranking system depending on what happens in those games and everything, and the winner will get uh, prizes and stuff. So, I mean, just... 
I think uh, Nintendo's going the right way about this. They even announced that there's there's going to be support for custom games and matchmaking too, which they really need matchmaking if you're not going to have the voice chat. Uh, there's going to be up to like eight. You can do eight players in a custom game or four players for matchmaking. So, uh, do you think that, you know, especially announcing all this, plus you have a Wii U bundle for Splatoon, you think Splatoon's going to sell some Wii U's? You know, if you if you go deep enough and look at the fact that it has all this extra content they're giving, or is this... It'd be nice if it did, because it does look like a pretty original game, or like an original premise. The only thing that kind of put me off was like, I think it was over the demo weekend where it was like, if you pre-order the game, you get access to costumes you can play in the demo. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> yeah. Well, they're trying to give you some kind of incentive, you know. I think Nintendo's gone on record saying that they don't enjoy giving pre-order incentives for the actual game, but, you know. I, I can kind of understand what you're saying. It's kind of silly. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of every time I see it now, I kind of want to play it just to be able to experience what it is. And uh, somebody that I know was saying it it wasn't working for him uh, this weekend as far the the beta. So he's hoping it works for him uh, uh, later on uh, today or something. But I think he had to get frost for Nintendo for actually trying to come out with something original. Yeah, it's a kitty arena shooter, but it's it's done in its own way, in Nintendo's own way, and I think, you know, they should, I should give them props for that. They don't have to release any extra content, and they are, and they're giving it to them for free, you know, so... That's, uh... You wonder sometimes, you know, Nintendo gets a lot of this DLC stuff right, and I think, uh, you know, they should be commended for that. Because we complain a lot about how a lot of this DLC stuff seems unnecessary, and they charge you for it, and here's Nintendo giving it away for free. Uh, was there anything else that really needed to be touched upon other than <laughs> ukulele got their support character, which is a snake with trousers on, literally, and his name is Trouser. Um, so way, to like the, the, the what? way to stay original with that naming convention. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? At least, uh, you know, the main characters are sort of original, because, you know, nobody ever thinks of a chameleon and goes, yeah, that's just a chameleon named Yuka, but... <sighs> He's kind of cutesy, and it sort of goes along with the moles from Banjo-Kazooie, so... It is what it is, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys... Well, let's let's try to think of some some better names for that. Xbox One could get its own DVR because Windows Media Center is not coming into Windows 10. So, you know what? That's not really a bad thing because that way, if you really wanted to and you had, you know, like I have an external hard drive, if you have a big enough external hard drive, you could probably save you some money. Now, a lot of people. Uh, you know, there, a lot of the cable companies still charge extra for DVRs now. So you could save yourself some money, get a free DVR, and then maybe save you like 10, 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, 
it's a unique feature to that system at least or would be yeah just you got to have a lot of space so to record all those shows you know so if you're if you're a dvr like fanatic and you have that thing full to the brim make sure you buy you a hard drive just for that uh and also windows came out or well microsoft came out and said that basically windows 10 is going to be their last os that they're basically going to just keep updating windows 10 it's going to be ever evolving I think that kind of just goes along with my, you know, they did that with with uh, Office, you know, with the Office 365. Uh, you can still buy the Office separately for, you know, by itself if you want, but that just kind of continually updates as well. It's just kind of Microsoft getting with the times, right? You know, that's that's pretty much how you have to make things like this now. Yeah, but they'll probably also try to sell you like improvements along the way if they can. Oh, I'm sure, you know, a lot. some of this stuff will get be paid, like the media center thing well, wound up getting put in as a, it wasn't free. You had to pay for that if you wanted it uh, for Windows 8. So it's just, I think it's better than going in one year, oh, here's Windows 11, you know. Just, just hopefully Windows 10 is actually good and doesn't have all the crap that everybody keeps talking about with Windows 8. Yeah. And finally, there's a myth television show that's going to be on Hulu. Uh, when I think of myths, I don't think about a TV show. But, uh, you know. When I think about myths, I think about what the hell did they do with that, with that TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would think it would be some kind of, uh, you know, like, world-spanning, like, mystery maybe you know where you're trying to maybe like da vinci code or something where he's trying to solve these puzzles that are part of conspiracy theories and stuff i mean i i i, I guess i'm trying to think i'm just think, sort of interesting i'm just thinking of like lost 2.0 <laughs> i guess that could be it but we've tried many lost 2.0 tv shows they don't work very well but none of them are on an island <laughs> True. <laughs> it's on Hulu, so it could actually probably work because it doesn't really probably cost Hulu much of anything. But we'll have to see as they actually give us details of the plot and all that stuff. That's also Mist doesn't really have a plot. <laughs> they can add one though. It's not like that's. that's totally unheard of or anything. That's <laughs> kind, kind of like the problem with that Legend of Zelda Netflix series. It's like, Link doesn't have a character. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to build the other characters uh, bigger for that. Dishonored is going to have it. So, basically, like, this is... Um, Bethesda came out and said, no Dishonored 2. Good. But then <laughs> they revealed that there's going to be a Dishonored Definitive Edition. I don't know that I feel like this should be the way to test for w if you should make a Dishonored 2 or whatever 2 base it on this, like that's apparently the only reason that Square considers Tomb Raider successful is because the Definitive Edition sold what they wanted but like why not just go ahead and make a Dishonored 2 why do you need this Dishonored Definitive Edition to basically tell you whether or not you need to make a Dishonored 2 I don't 
does it make sense to have that game come out? I mean, again, it's one of these PS3 360 remasters. Uh, it doesn't make sense because I don't think the DLC for that game, I've heard it wasn't that good at all. Yep. That's one problem. And the other problem is uh, anyone who's, ever, who's already played Dishonored has played it already. Like, how much? How many new fans do you think are going to get out of this Dishonored 1.5 or whatever the, the definitive edition? Not to mention it's already on... Uh, game, it's been on Games for Gold, and it just came last month to PS Plus. Like so, the reason, the reason that Tomb Raider thing sold is because that was like that came out right when the new systems were launching, and they needed, they needed something to play. Exactly. And there were still plenty of people that were making the jump from one console to another, and still didn't. Uh, it still didn't play that game, so they could. Whereas with this game, it's it's been out for a while, and you're waiting this long to make the definitive edition. So, but I guess it's kind of like Borderlands, right? Like you know, they put Borderlands Two in the pre sequel in, and made it a collection. And probably by that point, anybody that's played Borderlands is gonna have played it. You know. Yeah, but that's at least two games, so that's a little little better value at least. Plus, I don't remember Dishonored being all that long or anything. Plus, it wasn't that good. <laughs> I guess if they're going to sell for forty dollars, it isn't bad. But if you're willing people to pay sixty for that, that's a little. They'll charge eighty. <laughs> Such a good game that people will pay the premium. <laughs> oh boy. Let's hope they're smarter than that. Hey, an esports permadeath and completionist have been added to the dictionary. All right, you go, gamers. You keep getting stuff added to dictionaries. That's... When when does boom headshot get added to the dictionary? <laughs> Isn't that technically like two words? <laughs> It'll be hyphenated. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised if somebody <laughs> adds it in there. But all right, I think uh, we've kind of talked about everything that they're was for this week so Mark what about those plugs uh, my column went up last night about top 8 Dreamcast games I haven't looked at the comments comments because I know they're all going to be stupid um, and my project car review well project cars review should be up sometime this week and I write it that's about it for me <laughs> I swear I'm going to have my Son of Blade review this week that game is long and huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm also supposed to get a Axiom Verge Steam review up this week, too. I'll get to that as soon as I can stop getting locked behind more doors. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I also have the, the game's top five, which this week will be the top five... Uh, best uh, Kickstarter games and then uh, 4VC which will probably come out a day later On it will join uh, Games Factor Fiction which Daniel does uh, on Thursday morning because it took me till today to kind of came uh, kind of come out with this I was surprised no Crazy Taxi on your list as well but. it's not like it's a good game but it's just so shallow <laughs> 
Like, you can't explore the city at all because it's just like a constant timer. <laughs> That's true. Like, if it was just like a free ride mode, that'd be fine. I, it probably would have been on my list, but like the most you can do is a 10 minute timer and it's just like that's not enough <laughs> no power stone either uh, I like the first one I didn't like the second one that much and it kind of I mean it's better than Marvel vs. Capcom 2 at least because it has more of a story <laughs> right yeah I, I really love those two games so maybe I'm biased well, I, I like I like them but I just don't think there's quite enough to keep people, like, a single player interested. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's a game you play with your friends. That was, like, you know, a party game, like Fusion Frenzy or whatever when the Xbox first came out. It was a, it's a game you play just sitting there around with friends. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, and, and Robert, you know, he has his podcast that he does, like I said, I think last week. I still haven't seen a new Metal Hammer of Doom but uh, he's also got that Sentai Rider podcast where they talk about anime and Power Rangers and Japanese children shows and all that kind of stuff. So check that out all on the Rattlers Broadcasting Network. Uh, check out Randy Isbell and his buddy Wes Harrington, who we're probably going to have on here when it comes to E3 time. Uh, they have a new backlog busting project uh, episode, uh, which I'm blanking right now on the games that they said they were covering, but they should have three new games. I know they're talking about Shovel Knight, I think. Um, and the other two, I, I don't quite remember, but they uh, you should uh, check that out for sure. And Randy also has a retro review, which I helped him write, of Super Metroid. So you can go, uh, if you never played Super Metroid for some reason, and you wanted to hear what somebody who also had never played Super Metroid until like a week ago uh, thinks about it, you can read that in the game zone as well. So, and of course, uh, Wrestling the Max podcast, which is also on Phone One, we will be uh, on later today, or have already been on, and we're available there on demand. And uh, talk about all uh, all the shows in wrestling, pretty much, and and previewing uh, Payback, which happens on Sunday. I'm sure that'll be a great show. <laughs> yeah, and now they got Illumination Chamber coming in like two weeks too, exclusive to the network. So that's going to be interesting how that's going to come off. Ah, but well, and and uh, just you know, if you enjoy the show and you want to rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher, that is also uh, available to you. You can also listen to the show if you listen on Phone One or on Spreaker. We are available on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn and Player FM, all these places that you can just, you know, use your phone or or use your tablet or whatever to listen to us uh, while you're driving or or just, you know, um, training at the gym, whatever. Uh, it's there for you. So, all right, until next week, uh, you know, next week, hopefully we'll be talking about that Witcher 3 being out. And all that stuff. That's going to be... Uh, I know you're waiting for that. You are. Yeah, should be interesting. For sure. I still uh, have to... I, I might get that 10-10-2 remaster this weekend. <laughs> you're still going to like laugh at me every time I talk about this, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping to get my Puyo Puyo Tetris tomorrow, hopefully. Yeah, I want to hear about that how awesome it is. 
how it was like so worth you buying the PS4. <laughs> yep. That's the one game. <laughs> <laughs> right? Alright, until uh, next week, everybody. Um, Later. Later.